It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. Noah Gardner of ESPN 1067 hanging out with us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am good. I am good. And Lance Dolph, former intern Jaws, hanging out as well. Hey, bud. How you doing? I'm good. You ready to judge a little, a little competition that we have today? Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Do you feel good about it? I feel pretty good about it. So uh, we picked up a lot of listeners since last offseason. So uh, we do lists here. And um, Noah and I will present our lists. And Jaws will pick whose list is better by each individual entry. So today's list is, all right, Noah and I were texting about it yesterday. And we're going we're gonna, to um, rank our top five players. Kind of a way too early pick as far as who's going to take the biggest step from 2020 to 2021. That work? That works. Jaws, do you understand the assignment? Yes, sir. Okay, sweet. Uh, who do you want to go first with their number five? Uh, let's let Noah go first. Ooh. I'm going to go with TD Moultrie at number five, and, and I'm curious to know if he makes an appearance on your list because TD Moultrie, production-wise, has really been a non-factor on this Auburn defense. And and apparently he's been playing out of position, which I I say apparently. I mean, he was recruited as a linebacker, and I put that in air quotes for people who can't see me because, you know, he hasn't played linebacker at all unless you consider the buck position an outside linebacker. But it's it's really – he looks like a defensive lineman right now. He's going to have to shave off a lot of weight. So that enough just to be able to move back to play inside linebacker at Auburn – just having to shave that weight's a big leap forward for him as a football sure. player. But also the fact that Chandler Wooten's returning, the fact that he has decided to come back as well, and he, I mean T.D. Moultrie, Auburn must have gone out of their way to bring him back to the Plains because he could have transferred. There have been other guys off this defense that have transferred. Obviously, he couldn't have gone to the NFL, so he could have gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He decided to come back. Somebody had to have sold him, and we don't know who, but somebody had to have sold him to return, which means they intend to use him. Well, and it sounds like he went to the coaching staff, and it's like, if you want me to stay, I want to play linebacker. And they're like, sure. okay, cool. So, I mean, that's that's a big deal. And now there's at least four players that have experience playing on the field on this Auburn defense that will now be at that second level with the linebackers, sure. which allows Auburn, and, and originally when Derek Mason came in, I wondered if there was the, enough personnel at linebacker for Auburn to switch to a 3-4. There's at least enough personnel for Auburn to switch to a true 4-3 and to have at least three linebackers on the field. So I think from from a leap forward, I don't know if we see him you know, turn into an NFL linebacker, but I think we see T.D. Moultrie take a big step forward because he's going from no production to now having production and, and having a role on this defense. Yeah, and people uh, people were putting out some of his high school highlights, and it's like, this is who we chose to move to defensive end. And I mean, a heat-seeking missile kind of guy. We talked about this yesterday with Charlie Five. I can't wait to see what he looks like at A-Day, assuming we have an A-Day and everything's normal there, versus what he looks like in August and September when, when football season rolls around. Because his body's going to look totally different. And what does that transformation look like? Because if you go back and you watch his film from high school and some of his highlights, 
at that time, he probably moved really well. I mean, he did move really well. There's no question. And yeah. now you add you know 30 pounds to that equation. What does that feel like? I don't yeah. know what that feels like because I, I'm sure that makes you slower and you're like, man, I can't move like I used to. I've lost 50 pounds before. I've gone through that in a year, and it was, um, I mean, you feel like a totally different person. And I imagine that that's something, he may not drop 50, but he might drop 25 to 30. He's going to have to. Yeah. And it's going to transform him completely a, a, as a player. No question. He doesn't make my list. He was fringe on it, and I kind of had a feeling because I listened to your show on the line, and uh, I had a feeling you were going to put him on your list. And so, sure. like, let's give more guys some love. So I there didn't put go. him on there. I like it. Uh, my number five is Romello Height, a guy that we heard nothing about, and a guy that I was very high on going into the season. But I said, like, we're not going to see this guy as a freshman. But I do think we'll see him down the road. Very lean frame, six five. And I think the sky's the limit as far as what he can do physically as far as Auburn develop, developing him over the course of his career. Three-star guy, not everybody really wanted him, but it was a big flip from Miami to Auburn on signing day. And I think in this situation, in pass-rushing situations, I think he's got the capability to have size and the capability to have leverage and an odd front. And we're going to see more odd fronts. He's going to play head up a tackle. And I think he's going to have the quickness to be able to manipulate where he needs to be as far as which gap is his primary gap on any given play. I'm, a, I'm, I'm very high on Romello Height. And I think he's also going to have the athleticism to do a few other things if you need him to do that. And that's kind of what this Brian Harson, Derek Mason style is, is get guys that are going to be able to do more things. And T.D. Moultrie is one of those guys because he has experience now at defensive end. How valuable is that and how relevant is it in next year? It's probably not, right? <laughs> um, but as far as you know, just kind of understanding what the people in front of you are doing, I think that's important as a linebacker. But um, yeah, so Romello Height is my number five as far as guys that could possibly take the biggest step from uh, this year to next year. Jaws, which one do you like better? I think I'm going to go with T.D. Moultrie simply because I feel like he's more of a known quantity. Yeah. I don't feel like we know a whole lot about Romello Height yet. Uh, I feel like T.D. is in a better position to have a breakout year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he, he's he's been put in that position to kind of have like a uh, – who, who is our middle – Deshaun Davis. I feel like he's got – no, no. The, the hard-hitting guy. Was it Trey Williams? Trey Williams, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be put in that kind of position to be able to make plays like Trey did. So I feel like he he's set up better this season to have a breakout year. Yeah, yeah. I think T.D. Moultrie is a great one on this list for sure. Uh, I'll go first this time. Sure. My number four is Brandon Frazier. This one's kind of a, uh, a little bit of a pipe dream. I don't know if I necessarily believe it to happen, but if it does, it's going to be really, really fun to watch in this offense. I'm here for it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I I think it would be really great to see Auburn use a tight end in the passing game. I know Auburn fans are dying for that. It may be more of John Samuel Shanker, but I think he's going to be more of the blocking situation as a tight end with his hand on the ground. You see me grimace yeah. when, when I it think like Shanker you were in, as, a, as a pass catcher. Yeah, you look like you were in physical pain on the other side of the <laughs> desk in here. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going, to, I'm going to hold on to some hope and say Brandon Frazier is a guy that could take a huge step from 2020 to 2021. Took him some time to get on the field due to injury and all that. You saw him a little bit later in the season, but... All in all, I could see Harson and Bobo getting their hands on this guy and figuring out specific plays to scheme this guy open and using that height to their advantage. So I'm going with Brandon Frazier as number four. I address tight ends later. Okay. So we will revisit this. Cool. But I like it. All right. And I, I didn't I didn't specifically pinpoint there. So I'll go to mine now. I'm gonna go with Kobe Hudson at wide receiver. 
for tight ends and wide receivers, it was very hard for me to choose one specific player because we all know those two groups are going to take a huge jump forward at wide receiver specifically because three guys just left. Well, you decided to go with the most natural of all the wide receivers. Yes, and you have said that, and this uh, this feels like a Kobe Hudson podcast almost, really. <laughs> Locked on Kobe Hudson. <laughs> but uh, Kobe Hudson reminds me a little bit uh, of Eli Stove to a degree, and, and tell me if you disagree with that, but I don't know if I've seen this guy drop a pass yet. And, th- and that's why I, I see that. I, I, with this group of receivers coming in, there, there doesn't appear to be truly any speedsters. It doesn't truly appear to be a group that's going to try and stretch the, the field a little bit. There, there are no deep threat guys. At least they haven't shown that yet. They haven't been called upon to do that yet. But they all look like they're consistent pass catchers, possession guys that can play in the middle of the field, and that's what this offense is going to do. One of these receivers is going to at least take a big step forward next year. I'm going with Kobe Hudson. Capers is coming off injury recovery. Off seasons are super important. He won't be. He won't have the same type of off season training as a guy like Kobe Hudson or, or maybe Canyon will. I decided to go with Hudson because okay. we saw more playing time this past year from Hudson than we did with Canyon. All right, Jaws, which number four did you like more? I'm going to go with Frazier simply because I feel like Frazier, I don't know, I just I just like his potential this year, especially with that size. I feel like with this pro-style offense that's coming in, I feel like we're going to target the, the tight end just a little bit more. I was just looking at some of Boise State State's numbers. They did tend to do that, I, I feel like, more often than, than some other types of offenses. So sure. I'm going to go with Frazier. All right. All right, so we are tied one-to-one. Our top three coming up. In just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even better than it was before. It's hard to believe it. I have uh, two boxes of Built Bars at my house. And, um, yeah, my wife is into them. I'm into them. They're delicious. Uh, I had one for breakfast this morning, actually. The dark chocolate cookie dough was what I went with. But they've got all kinds of flavors, 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. And they cycle out certain ones depending on what time of year it is. It's awesome. They're very, very good. Had a, had a variety box this morning. Had a salted caramel over the weekend. Um, my co-host on Auburn Opelika this morning uh, here at the Auburn Network, uh, I, I brought him one. He wanted to try it. Um, double chocolate. He liked it a ton. All these bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they're all soft and easy to chew. Very high in protein, very low in calories. Highly encourage you to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off. That's at builtbar.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's move into our top three. Jaws, who do you want to go next? Let's let Noah go. Again. Well, let's revisit tight ends then. Okay. I'll pick later. I'm cheating here. I said a tight end. Oh, boo. I had such a hard time. This position's going to look vastly different. Yeah. And I'm probably going to lose this this point here because I didn't name a tight end. And I probably should. But I agree. Yeah. Let's, let's be I honest. <laughs> we saw so much J.J. Pegues this year. And I'm wondering, like, does that fit in next year's offense? Talk about a guy who's going to have to shave some pounds if he's going to be a pass-catching tight end in this offense. I would love to know how Harson views how Piggies was used. Sure. I would love to know what he genuinely thinks about it. And, and 
we don't know a whole lot about Pegues as a football player because he was used in a gimmicky way. They Auburn would literally go out of their way to set things up for JJ Pegues. You're right. Inside zone plays, they would motion the tight end on some, and then it would turn into the play action pass off of it to where they would just dump it to him in the flat and that's really all they used him for they really didn't use him in any other way other than that so we don't really know a whole lot about him and we haven't really seen a whole lot from deal and frazier at tight end right those are probably the two most most ready pass catchers on this roster right now it's just hard to pinpoint which one of those guys is is going to take a big jump because we haven't seen any of them in the offense I don't think Shanker makes a huge impact as a pass catcher because he doesn't move well talk about a guy who looks like reminiscent of the days of like you know Jay Proch and uh and Philip Lutz and Kirkin those and Philip Lutz Kirkin was 10 times the pass catcher that Shanker is and but just kind of how he moves he's just bulkier and more rigid doesn't move as well as the other tight ends and I think Auburn's going to try and get a little bit more vertical with their tight ends than what we've been accustomed to seeing and so that that leans a little bit more towards Deal and Frazier I just don't know which one to choose because we haven't seen either of them sure yeah and it's going to be interesting to see how Auburn fans quantify that jump because I got a feeling most Auburn fans and myself included to some extent, because I think the blocking has been there all along, but is the jump just going to be in receiving yards? Or if they are improved as far as on the field and their presence, their blocking and all that, will Auburn fans respond well that way? They haven't in the past, so I don't know. I can't really see that being the case. Isn't Fromm still on the roster as well? Yeah. So like, there, there's, a, there, there's a ton of tight ends on this team. The there's personnel a, is there. It's hard to pick, though. There's a reason the kid from Oklahoma transferred to SMU. That's a weird thing. I kind of get the feeling he was asked to go away, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know. Because why would you sign with Auburn with there not being a head coach and then a guy that signs on that has used tight ends way more than the guy that you committed to previously, and then two days after that you're like, no, I'm good. That's, that's, that's a weird series of events to me. But, yeah, there's no way to know. My number three is Bo Nix. I think um, I think he can take a huge step forward with Bobo and Harson getting control of him. I think schematically he's going to fit in really well. You just got to hope they can fix some of his tendencies, his you know fling the pocket too early, his throwing on his back foot. And Harson is a quarterback's coach at heart, and I think he's going to really be able to mold Bo Nix and work with Bo Nix. The biggest concern here to me is. Is it too far removed? You know what I mean? Can he reach into the um, into his bag of tricks as far as developing guys? We've seen so many quarterbacks that have worked under Harson throughout Harson's career, dating all the way back to Texas, I guess, when he was offensive coordinator there with Ash and McCoy and those kind of guys, Gilbert. And they got better. And you saw Brett Ripien get better. You saw Kellen Moore in, uh, benefit from it. So I think Bo Nix will be the next quarterback in this long list of guys that will improve under Harson. I hope we see it enough in one offseason. I think we will. So Bo Nix is my number three player to take the largest step from 2020 to 2021. Improvement, maybe. Breakout, I don't know. I'm actually going to go with the tight end position on this one simply because... He didn't I, say a player. It still, it's, <laughs> it, I, he didn't say a player. You think Bo Nix is going to have a breakout season? That's what? not what the list is. It's just not. Wait, the, it's just not, wait for me, man. Just wait till I get there. It's not the top <laughs> five players most likely to break out. It's the players taking a step from 2020 to 2021. But you said a big step, so it's players that break out. I, I do think he'll take a big step. I don't think he'll take a big step. I'm picking the tight ends. I don't think Bo Nix is going to have a huge 
developmental. He didn't even year. pick a player. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, Frazier and Pagina. Unbelievable. Like. Unbelievable. Next time, I'm just going to say an Auburn football player. <laughs> <coughs> That's Unbelievable. Good. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It is the best place in the world to place your gambling picks. Got the NFL um, conference championships coming up this weekend. Sorry, Noah, your Browns will not be participating. They were so close. They, they covered. I'm proud of them. They covered. I just want them to prove they're not one-hit wonders next year. Uh, yeah, for sure. Sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Jaws, you got a line for us? All right, so my, my Noah pick may not be the best in the world, according to some people, but what I will tell you is the best pick in the world is taking Buffalo to win outright against the Chiefs wow. this Friday or Saturday. I'm sorry. Bet Sunday. the house on it. I bet the house it's on it Sunday. last week. It's Sunday. Whatever. Sunday. It don't matter. They're playing this weekend. Let's go. Bet the house on it. I did it last week. I got the house back. You know, I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> I got the Bills Super Bowl <laughs> champions, baby. Okay. BetOnline.ag, right. go. Yeah. Yeah. Bet online. your online sportsbook experts. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we got two more. We got our top two. Uh, Noah, you go first this time. Tank Bigsby at two. At least you actually said a player. (laughs) Gracious. Tank Bigsby at two, and of course, some people out there may be wondering, how could that guy get any better? And he can. He can get a lot better. I think we can see him become more relevant in the passing game. That's something that I don't think we saw a whole lot of this year, even though we saw it at the beginning of the season. I think that his usage at as a pass-catching back dwindled as the year went on. That's something I think we could see an uptick in in this offense because this offense definitely seems to have adjusted to the times. And if you adjust to the times offensively, your running backs are catching passes. And I, and I think if you compare him, so many people have compared him to Carnell Williams and, and other guys of that, of that skill set, he's going, he's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. On top of that, though, you see the biggest jump from year one to year two in any sport in college and even at the professional level as well. You see the biggest jump for an athlete take place from their first year of playing time to their second year of playing time. And fortunately for Auburn fans, you got to see him play as a freshman. Imagine the jump that it's going to be that's going to be taking place for him as a sophomore next year and what I think is going to be a revamped offensive line, a revamped offensive system that's going to accentuate everybody's skill sets. Tank Bigsby is going to be at least a 1,200-yard rusher next year for Auburn. So let's say he's 1,250. Let's give him a little bit more than that. How far off of that is he this year if they play a full season, including games against non-conference opponents, and he stays healthy? I don't think he's far off of that just this year. If he had played in the bowl game, he had a shot to reach 1,000 yards in yeah. a 10-game season. And then on top of that, you talk about his health concerns, and then he really didn't touch the ball a whole lot in his first two games. His usage rate shot up after the Georgia game, or after the Georgia game, or really in the Georgia game. Yeah, during the Georgia game, yeah, right. Yeah, it really shot up at that point. I mean, it, leaving that game, Auburn fans were like, wow, we got waxed, but Tank looked really good. Sure. Yeah. And then he continued to look good after that right. all year long. And so, in my mind, I'm like, this guy was a 1,000-yard rusher, even though he only told up like 864 yards or 834 yards or mm-hmm. something like that. The yards per carry is what has got to jump off the page for Tank Bigsby and his right. ability to break tackles. The intangibles, the intangibles are already there. I'm going to couple this, too, with Carnell Williams returning. 
Carnell Williams is the only guy off of this staff that's been retained, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not missing anybody. He's the only guy that got to come back. And I know a lot of people would have liked to maybe have seen – you know, Larry Porter or, or, uh, or, you know, or T-Will come back. This was the guy who got to return off of this staff. You better make it count, right? Because good th- this is your one of year two, and this is your only legacy as a coach right now at Auburn. This is it. Like, two years ago, like, Jatarvis Whitlow is not a good track record for Carnell Williams right now in, in his two years. Tank Bigsby, though, is the thing that everybody's hanging their hat on with yeah. Carnell. You better see development here for Bigsby going year one to year two. Sure, I get it. I get it. My number two is Kobe Hudson. You already mentioned him. I think he's going to be crucial in the passing game. I think he's going to be a leader in that wide receiver room after the mass exodus of guys. I mean, you said pretty much all this before. I can't stress this enough, though, how natural of a wide receiver Kobe Hudson is. And and like you said, I think he's been he, – I, I think Bo Nix is going to trust him more than anyone else. And then I think Capers will be number two, and then Canyon will be number three, and then you may see you know whoever emerges as that tight end. Um, and then probably a running back, probably Tank in the, in the passing game, unless they decide to use Shivers more in a third-down role, which I think they should. Um, but yeah, so Kobe Hudson is is my number two. Jaws. Okay, so I know I picked Frazier over Hudson, but if we're talking about big steps, again, you're talking about if if we had played a full season or if um, Tank hadn't had all of his injuries, he definitely definitely would have hit a thousand yards. I don't know how much further past that. Let's say 1250 this year. I don't think that's a massive improvement when we're talking about what this offense is going to look like this year. I feel like Hudson will have a bigger step from 70 receiving yards to maybe 400 receiving yards, something, something sure. around maybe there. more so, than that. Maybe more than that. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I'm going to have to go with Hudson here. And that's why I didn't put Tank on my list, but. I'm glad that you did. Although it is, it's the intangibles that we have to look at with Tank Bigsby. He was only mm-hmm. a freshman. He was a baby. Right. Like this guy's going to become a man before he leaves. He was Auburn. a baby tank. The, I, I really think, it, and you and I agree on this. We've talked about this off the air. Alvin Kamara like upside for a guy like Tank Bigsby no with question. his skill set. You can be seeing this guy on Sundays in three years. Two years now. Yeah. Two years now. Two years from now, he'll be getting ready for the draft. Sure. You got to think, if it's not, you kind of wonder what happened. Or he just wants to have, you know, come back and prove right. something. Uh, all right, we're down to our number one. I'll go first. Um, Ladarius Tennyson, that is my boy. I am, uh, I, I will bet a lot of things on the success of Ladarius Tennyson. We saw him in short bursts this season when, uh, when Tut went down. And I think when you see his athleticism and the way Derek Mason can use him, whether it's at a nickel-type position or possibly rushing the passer a little bit more, if he kind of gets some of that edge um, that I don't think he's going to be the stud in any situation, but when that player is in, maybe he'll be kind of over top of him. I think you're going to be able to use Ladarius Tennyson in a lot of different ways. I stand Ladarius Tennyson, and I'm making it now. This is the Ladarius Tennyson podcast. <laughs> Add him to the logo. Is Ladarius Tennyson going to be the next drafted player out of this secondary after Roger McCreary? Because for Auburn, it's been one guy, it seems like, every year. This year will be the first year that we see yeah. that Auburn hasn't had a lockdown corner drafted re- relatively highly, too. I mean, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis were trailblazers there alongside Noah Benogany as well. So where where do you go here after Roger McCreary? Tennyson could be in that role. I, I think so. I think so. And I, and I think there's a chance that the league's going to like Simpson. And they may like Pritchett, too, whenever it's his turn to go. 
But yeah, I mean, if they'll draft Rudy Ford, I think they're going to draft Ladarius Tennyson just as far as ability goes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I I think so. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but yeah, I'm there with you. So uh, that's the thing. Auburn now is at this point where they are churning out DBs. Carlton Davis put Michael Thomas in a straight jacket, ladies and gentlemen, in a straight jacket. Did you see what he tweeted? Slant boy, slant no. boy. Oh, that was was that Slayton who who tweeted that? I'm not sure. sure. Did you see Carlton Davis's though? He said, I guess not. I don't put people on an island. I put them in a graveyard." <laughs> I did see that. That's like, right. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> oh, a lot of talk for a 73 overall in Madden. <laughs> well, the, well the, this is this is very and, and of course DBs. Well, he's going to have a huge uptick next year in that rating. Uh-oh. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just, right about he, that. If he's not in the 80s, we riot. Okay, <laughs> like that is not okay. Yeah, his man to man needs to be solid. Right. If, if CJ Henderson entered the league as like a 78 overall on Madden, you give me 80 plus overall. Carlton yeah, Davis he needs to be at least year. an 82. Are you yeah. kidding me? Jamal Dean does too. And, and with a star or superstar development trait. But yeah, I think I think Ladarius Tennyson's going to be the guy that takes the biggest step from 2020 2021 that's sure. my way too early prediction so far what is yours Bo Nix oh I just won this okay great <laughs> <laughs> Bo has been great Bo has uh, I shouldn't say great Bo's potential has shown that he can be great he has not been great yet right his potential has shown that he can be great at Auburn and he's got two more years at least at Auburn. I mean, yeah, I guess three more if because this past year's eligibility doesn't count. I we know he loves Auburn. He's an Auburn legacy. This guy's not leaving for the draft early after this year, and I don't think his development reaches that point. But I, I maybe I've been more frustrated with Knicks than, than most people, or maybe even you have for me to have him up at number one. This offense is going to accentuate his skill set. He is going to thrive in throwing the short and medium passes. Hopefully they can help him with the shot plays when they happen. But this offense is no longer going to be focused on throwing the ball outside the numbers and and then shot plays. Auburn's offense made it as difficult as possible on any quarterback to be effective at throwing the football. Yeah, That's not going to happen anymore. You've already mentioned Brian Harson as a quarterback's coach. Mike Bobo, it, to me, is like quarterback yeah. connoisseur. You know, like right. that, that might be the nickname I give Mike Bobo is quarterback connoisseur because – He's recruit. He, he he's he's a quarterback recruiter. Not only that, he's a quarterback developer. Of course, we know him as an OC. I think his skill set as a quarterback developer and as a recruiter of that position already has shown itself to be more valuable for Auburn with Gunnar Stockton decommitting from South Carolina. That is something that I think we will see this year take a tremendous leap forward for Bo Nix. You talk about what can they get out of his what what can they get out of his tendencies right now. I think they can get the throwing off the back foot. I think they can get rid of that, you know, relatively quickly. You could you could not see that as soon as a day. You know, I'm right. okay with the scrambling though. Keep it coming. Keep uh, it coming. Yeah, no, because every now and then it's like, okay, that's why he does that, and that's why the coaching staff's okay with it for sure. Uh, all right, who won? Uh, just random side note: uh, Davis is actually an 83 overall. He actually went down in overall during the wild card. That's ridiculous. His awareness dropped. That's I don't know how that that's happened, dumb. but I mean. That's wild. I um, hate EA Sports. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't bet the house on saying that he was 73 overall. <laughs> Stay losing. Anyway. Stay losing. Speaking of losing, Noah, I'm sorry. I think yeah, I'm going to have to go with Tennyson. Um, I just feel like, again, if we're talking about big step, I'm not a Bonix hater. I don't hate Bonix. I'm just saying I don't feel like this guy's going to be taking any steps anytime soon. Especially with an offense that may be more inclined to run the ball with with Bigsby. Yeah. Noah, thank you for doing this. Where can people listen to you 
every weekday afternoon. ESPN 106.7 in Auburn and Opelika, and then going up 280, Highway 280, all the way up to Southern Birmingham. You can catch me in Southern Birmingham, Montgomery, Sylacauga, all those areas on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM with the show On the Line from 2 to 4 p.m. And also find me on Twitter at Point Gardner. And if you disagree with Jaws and you think Noah should have won, let us know. Tweet at Noah, tweet at me, tweet at the show. And of course, tweet at Lance. No, don't tweet at me. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. In he my is. Uh, he is at Intern Jaws. I'm at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to recap Auburn basketball right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.